Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to episode 31 of the Bento Box Gaming Podcast. Uh, I hope we're recording. We're recording, Jordan? Yes, we are. God damn. Okay, I, good. One Ooh. time. I Listen, I just want to make sure before we get into it that I'm not just talking to myself or you and then nobody else. Oh, what's wrong? You don't like talking to me? No, no. Like, no that, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of this. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Nicholas Taganaka. Joining me as always is Jordan Malik. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty darn good. Yeah? Yeah. You know, Have a nice weekend? It, it was a very nice Valentine's Day weekend, so, you know... Uh, Got to stay in a had a little staycation in Philly, uh, right near uh, Independence Hall. A uh, very nice hotel, the Hotel Monaco. Uh, really, really. Uh, uh, hats off to them. Yes, uh, it is above the Red Owl Tavern, which they do an amazing brunch as well. That looks like the Grand Budapest Hotel. Does it? Kind of. Did you I, guys stay? Wait. It, Hold on. It's a very fancy interior, I will say. Okay, it maybe doesn't look like the Grand Budapest Hotel, but you d- it did look like you stayed in a Wes Anderson movie. You know, the interior, you wouldn't be wrong. It, like, our specific floor, I don't know about other floors, uh, we were on the ninth floor, had, like, a very nice, like, regal red carpet uh, with red walls and, like, bright yellow doors. Like, I feel like looking at these pictures at any second, I could see Bill Murray pop out with just magnificent mutton chops. <laughs> and he's about to to spin me a yarn of a story. Yeah, it, it was a it was a really, really. And the Art Deco nice out front. Oh, the what? Oh, well, this one is for the, the, the Monaco in Pittsburgh. It says Hotel Monaco, but it's in all like Art Deco font, like Bioshock. Oh, got it, got font. it. Yeah. Fancy, fancy. That's very nice. That's a that's a nice little getaway for you guys. I'm happy for you. Thank you. And we got to have plenty of great Philly meals. Uh, went to Freebird in the Borscht, a uh, nice little fried chicken place, and uh, went to Harper's Garden. Ve- great out, literally the best dining experience I may have ever had, including outside of COVID. So that's impressive. Harper's Garden has these uh, like individual private greenhouses so grace and i were in our own little greenhouse just the two of us and you know it it was just such a great dining experience because when we were like safe you know like there there was no covid worries but also see see, when i'm dining and it's not covid i don't i don't feel safe usually because i think that a crow or a buzzard of some sort might come down and soup up my food that as they are predators That is also an irrational fear of mine. I've never experienced anything like that, but that is an irrational fear of mine. So I get that. But on top of that, uh, we we couldn't hear anyone else's conversation. That's good. Because you ever been out to dinner anywhere? And like, not that you can hear somebody else's conversation, but like you're in somebody else's conversation. They're talking so loud. Yeah. Like... Shut shut up and let me eat my Applebee's steak, sir. I don't care about your huge business meeting that you're having over the phone. Also inside the same Applebee's, it seems unprofessional. <laughs> so that, that sounds very nice. And I th- I think it's even worse when this this has happened where it's like like a very like personal or like inappropriate conversation to be listening in on. Like, oh, no. like I, I've once heard like a couple like break up over a meal and it's oh, like, no. it, it was, it was not no. like pretty. So it was like, you know, just quietly eating, like here, here in the silverware clanging. 
we are we are two different people if i'm in a restaurant and like i mean most of my dining experiences have been with with you guys and as well as my parents but if i'm in a restaurant and i hear an argument or like the beginning like the rumblings of an argument between two people or like that situation where you just described where it was like a couple breaking up full attention this is juicy Oh this no! Is delicious. Like, no, I we, I need to hear every fucking letter of what they're saying. Oh no, we're like absolutely listening, but like feel a little bad about listening, you know? Oh, I don't, because <laughs> usually what happens is, like, they'll be like the couple like arguing, and then like you start to hear like the one part, like the person, the one person side, and you're like, oh, well, they made a good. Point. You pick sides, yeah. And then like the other person goes, and you're like, oh wait, I didn't think of it like that. <laughs> yeah, he should be there more for her. But he's so busy with the with the with the farm. Love he's, that. He's just, oh trying, my God. he's just trying to make ends meet. And then you're just like so into somebody's business that you just don't even yeah. need to be in. That, that's how that's that is one thing I do miss about New York City is just all of the like the eavesdropping in a way like that, like the people watching. Oh, yeah. Like I I watched a full like not 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 i'm not not meant to to glorify this in any way but it was a, a ve- like again a breakup on a new york city bus over facetime and the entire First, bus fuck that person yeah that's a terrible way to break up yeah and th- so this girl was just like screaming and like crying on the bus and it's like everyone's just sit- like sat there like quietly she's like cursing him out and all this other stuff like a- like if you how could you do the- this and the other thing and it's like oh uh, like i'm gonna kill you all-, all like the normal like you know breakup oh stuff goodness. like what like <laughs> like i'm gonna say like oh like, i don't think she was like seriously threatening him you know like no but just the thought of the guy being like how should I end my, my five-year-old relationship today? I've been with this woman for a very long time, for an amount of time that probably seems wasteful if I were to break up with her now. Let me FaceTime her in public. Yes. Where I can hang up at any point. And he and didn't just- either. <laughs> So, like, she's just screaming at him on the bus and, like, you know, like, she had, like, ear- earphones in or whatever, so, like, we couldn't hear what he was saying. Oh, damn. I would be, I would be like, I would tap her on the shoulder, like, excuse me, miss. I need you. <laughs> just un- unsync your AirPods for me, please. <laughs> I need to know whose side I'm on. Yeah. But, so, there was none of that at Harper's Garden, which was very nice for this kind of dinner where it was, like, you know, it was, it was just me and Grace and it was very nice and romantic, so... If you're That's looking, good. if you're looking for a private dinner, Harper's Garden in Center Center City, Philly. Do you, you want to hear about my romantic weekend? Yes, tell me. Uh, so Thursday night, my water heater exploded. So I spent the weekend fixing that. <laughs> hey, you, you at least was, you weren't alone. I was laying pipe in the literal sense <laughs> of uh, <laughs> my. So my water heater like just started shooting water out the top which is not the correct behavior of a of a tank of water really just in case you didn't know yeah i did i knew the whole homeowner thing i didn't know you're supposed to have a 40 gallon tank in your basement was supposed to keep the water inside oh who that guess? was news to me they didn't explain that in the home buying process gotcha um come to find out i look at the manufacturer's date on the sticker for the the water heater that came with the house and uh right around Bush to starting his first or no his second term in office was when this water heater was made. So that was that was before Dick Cheney shot the guy in the face. 
That was before Dick Cheney shot the guy in the face, before the mission accomplished speech. Um, we're talking like, yeah, no, like way, way, way before uh, Obama. Um, <laughs> so I was like, damn, that's crazy. So home warranties are a joke. So I didn't even go through them because they wanted to wait a week to put a new one in. So I just put a new one in myself and my dad this weekend. And some Looney Tunes shit happened where as we were putting the water heater in, and we shut the water off so that it doesn't, you know, just everywhere. Yeah. We shut the water off. And as we're putting that in, I walk over and there's a fine mist shooting out of a different side of the pipe across my basement. Oh, no. A little pinhole just open in one of my pipes. So yeah, I shut the water off at the main source, cut that pipe, replace that pipe, put the water heater in, put new gas lines in. I was just out here just swinging, swinging pipes around and just giving it to this house hey man um, you, you you gave some pipe i literally like i said literally laid some pipe this weekend <laughs> um but all in all everything's cool now uh my water's hot and it's not spraying anymore and, and that's that's the least you can ask for yeah that's literally the very the very least now that i know that a, the, the tank of water isn't supposed to be a fountain now i know that's my expectations of a water heater is one, do not leak. Two, make sure water gets to acceptable temperature. <laughs> so now we know these things. You don't um, even, not even just hot, just acceptable. No, not it doesn't have to be boiling. I don't have to like I don't have to be in the shower and like cooking my macaroni at the same time. Mm -hmm. But like just hot enough that I don't get in the shower like, ooh, that's chilly. There's, ooh. A, there's a chill to that. Ooh. <laughs> the, ooh, coldness to that. Uh, you want to talk about video games today? You know, that might be a yeah. good idea. Yeah, we got some <laughs> topics to talk about today. Yeah, this has actually been a pretty, uh, pretty fun week. Uh, so we got some, some stuff, uh, we got some new stuff, some old stuff, some borrowed stuff, and some not blue stuff. Damn it, so close. Um, Ikea has new gamer furniture coming. Uh, CD Projekt Red source code, so whoa, source code sold for $7 million dollars. Uh, D brand launches their own black PS5 case. Uh, PS5 apparently was had controllers made by Nintendo because they're drifting. Uh, the Last of Us uh, revealed its HBO show casting for uh, Joel and Ellie, so we'll talk about that a little bit. We don't really talk about a lot of TV shows, so I'm excited about this. Yeah. And then there's another topic I wrote down here that if we have time to it, we'll get to that I like to call. Which 3D Mario is best 3D Mario? Because amongst our, ourselves in our little Discord server this week, we had a, a small conversation about which 3D Mario games we felt were the best. So I think it'd be cool to talk about that here. Heck yeah. But let's start with the Ikea furniture. Yes. Got um, the headline is Mr. Hand, I have to say. So the headline is Mr. Uh, yeah, the, well, the one I put down was Mr. Hand. I switched to a different article because those pictures weren't opening up for me for some reason. Uh, so I'm reading one off of PC Mag, where IKEA's gaming furniture launches globally in October. This is by Michael Kahn from PC Mag, an article written on February 10th. Uh, IKEA partnered with PC maker uh, Asus or Asus, however you say it. I know somebody's going to say something to be about I've, saying Asus. I've heard, I've heard it both ways. So I've also, heard, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Uh, with the new lineup, which includes gaming chairs, desks, and a strange wooden hand. Uh, so. Have you looked over any of this furniture from the article? Yeah, I mean, it looks nice. I think the 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 actual most uh, biggest thing is the desk, the upsell, upsell. 
the up, it's, it's literally called upsell. You know what's funny? Are you kidding me? These... They they had the audacity to name a six hundred dollar desk the upsell. I don't I don't know if you've seen the meme on Twitter this week of people calling saying what things in are are what something would be named in German uh-huh. and like how like. It's like Germans when you call a toilet where you don't call the toilet das Poopen farten. And like <laughs> this is literally this is like that, but like real. Yeah. Like they actually like like the it says here the products are affordable re- relative to some of the competition. For example, the Machspiel gaming chair is retailing in China for 999 yuan. That's probably yen. It's supposed to be yen, I assume. No, yen is uh, Japan. Uh that whatever Juan is. Uh, $154 when other gaming chairs usually go for over 400 that's mm, that's both true and false because like you don't have to buy a gaming chair for $400 yeah I got mine for like $99 yeah like there's no there's no reason for that um then we have some other like little accessories here we got the Lan Spilare uh which if you didn't know that's Swedish for cup holder I guess uh cause that's what it's doing it's holding a <laughs> it's holding a cup for you at your gamer desk yeah. Um, which I mean I have an IKEA desk. I just put a coaster on the desk and put my cup on the coaster. I mean, this is kind of nice because you can't like spill it. I I think oh, that's no, I'd, the big manage. Thing. Like it, it kind of hinges on, like it's a it has like a little clip. I, I I don't know uh the the proper term for it. It it looks clamp. like a clamp. Yeah, a clamp or like a vice of some sort. Actually it's it's exactly the way my uh Mike arm is is currently hooked up to my desk. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's pretty neat. That's how my uh my one monitor arm actually hooks on. Yeah. So for fifty dollars, that can be yours. That luxury, which the cup itself that it holds, that it's designed to hold, is forty dollars. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, then we have. Oh, so maybe. Do you have maybe to build that's not the cup that word. Yourself? Because I'm noticing. What's that? Do you have to build the cup yourself? Probably. It's Ikea. <laughs> you probably need two people to do it, I guarantee it. I, the first step of all Ikea furniture is grab a friend. Um, I don't think Lan, Lana Spilare is, is what cup holder means because that's the name of everything, and that's like gaming mouse pad, headset stand. Headset stand's $99. I'm sorry, not dollars. Uh, Juan. Uh, mouse bungee, which I don't know what that is. Um... But I think the, the the most disgusting thing is the desk that you talked about, the Upsel. Yeah. The Upsel, which starts at 588 US dollars. And it adjusts at four different height positions and also comes with a USB charging port. So for $600, you can get a desk that you can move up and down. Which and is have nice. USB charge. It's nice, but it's not motorized. Oh, that's If it was what? motorized, I'd be like, yes. How does, it, how does it move then? You have to pull it? You have to lift you it? You probably have to... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Am I wrong? I might be wrong. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, it is motorized. Okay. Never mind. I was not... Thank I, God. I because... jumped to conclusions. However, I would still argue that for $600, I don't know if I would want this. It's expensive. That's expensive. Especially when you can get like another gaming company's desk for like literally more or less than half of that like i'm looking at one right now uh the respawn rsp 1000 is 212 which is still 
It's a lot of money, I feel. I don't know. I got my desk for free, so I can't really comment. 200 like, isn't awful. I currently have like a little itty bitty. I, sh I say itty bitty. Um, it, it's a normal size desk from Ikea. It was $99, but it is super bare bones. Okay. It was like the cheapest one that they had. Yeah. I mean, my requirements for a desk is just stand up straight. I don't need it to charge my things. Yeah, no. The standing feature is nice. Yes, but like, especially under, if you're working from home and that kind of stuff. Uh, very, that's that's very important for people that are uh, now working from home because to, if you're sitting for too long period of times, you might get blood clots. To give you an idea, let me see how much this desk is. This is from uh, Flex. I just googled like uh, desks, like a adjustable height adjustable desks. That website's not loading, so I guess we're not talking about you. Uh, da -da 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 -da. So most of these, this is an uplift standing desk. This is 500. That's 1300, but it's like a corner desk. So, I mean, okay, maybe they're they're on price. I don't know what the comparison of quality is, though, between uplift and Ikea. That, yes, uh, I will say, as well. Ikea stuff seems to be very, very hit and miss with its uh, quality. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have <laughs> Ikea dressers in my bedroom um one of the drawers of the dresser is like just awful like it yeah. just, like it, it it's completely shot and it's very frustrating uh i also had bookshelves from ikea that weren't great but you know like the other five drawers work and my desk has been very good knock on knock okay. on wood um, knock on ikea desk knock on knock on ikea wood yeah but uh we have to talk about the uh the hanskalad Hanskalad? Uh, okay, bless you. <laughs> uh, so the Hanskalad is a adjustable decorative hand made to hold whatever you want it to hold. It can You can flex the fingers and bend the wrist so it can hold a headset, it can hold a controller, wires, literally wh whatever you want. It's pretty fancy. It's $12. Oh, okay, that's reasonable. Yes, um, but it's it's a little creepy, but it's a, it's yeah. it's becoming it's fast it quickly becoming a meme. Oh, I mean, is, I would assume so. It's a giant wooden hand that just they're like, we don't know what the fucking use this for. You figure it out. That more or less is what they're what the whole advertisement. We, we don't know what to do with this. <laughs> do whatever you want with it. Literally, put your your Doritos in it. I don't care. But uh, other things that they have are they have some pillows. They have a, like a neck pillow and then uh, a chair cushion. They also have some wheelies for your uh, for your desktops. So you can, you know, I don't know why you would need this, but like if you want to your desktop on wheels, I guess. if So you're I actually I have something like that for my desktop. Uh, not so much so to for mobility, but just to get it up off the floor and have like a little bit of airflow underneath of it. That's what I would imagine. But also in case people are like constantly, you know, like ch changing in and out things. So like I understand, yeah. like you know, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, eh, that's dumb, because like, it has a purpose. Yeah, there's there's a use. Yeah. Uh, would you? I mean, the gaming chair to me looks very minimalist and kind of not comfortable yeah they they look like the very standard like ergonomic chairs that like you hear about when yeah. people talk about ergonomic chairs like they just nor they they look exactly like what you would get at like office depot 
So nothing, nothing to really write home about. But like you know, it, it's IKEA, so it's a it's probably a little bit cheaper, but you have to build it. Yeah, and like I said, knowing IKEA furniture, step one: have two people. And then my thing is with IKEA furniture: when they tell me I need two people, I like to challenge them and be like, "No, I don't." I've ne I've never done two people. Actually, I do have to say, while these are some pretty basic gaming chairs, these prices are not bad. One of them's one hundred and eight dollars. But the Sounds other terrible. is forty six dollars. Okay, that's like that's not that's terrible. like very good for if you're just looking for like a basic chair. Like I had, yeah. Like I just got like this is my first like real chair that I got uh, just a couple like a, around Christmas, and the chair I had before that was like years old. It literally, it's like it was a chair it was a child's desk chair like it didn't go beyond my scapula or like the like my upper back it didn't go to my shoulders or anything like that so it was a very uncomfortable desk like this would have been something perfect for me i was like i'm just looking for like the most basic thing yeah because like some of these things can get just super stupid expensive so yes. that's understandable yeah i think i paid like 200 dollars for my chair Hey man, like that's you know, it's it's all about what you get out of it and all that kind of stuff. Like I wish I had the money to just like spend a ton of money on a chair. I wish I had that money. Mm -hmm. I just, I bought my chair at the beginning of of the pandemic last year, so I was like, I'm gonna need something comfortable because I'm gonna be home a lot. And that's what I did. And it has paid off. I bet. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking um, of paying off. Someone has paid $7 million on the black market for CDPR's, uh, CD Project Red's uh, source code. Yes. Uh, so, turns out that story we read last week about that thing happening was real. That was a real person who did we're, that, we're, unless we're CD Project Red <laughs> is the hacker and they spent $7 million on their own source code from themselves. I, if they were, but if they were paying them themselves then they don't lose any money except for maybe it's big brain does does the black market take taxes uh i don't know if the irs tracks the black market i mean i, I think it's a tax-free thing yeah I, I i'd imagine so i'd imagine so yeah i think it's tax-free <laughs> but uh so we're back to zero days without talking about cd project red or zero episodes yeah no we had to reset the counter unfortunately yeah um so so yes initial oh my god did, so i assume you read this article yes i did all right continue so the hackers a group calling themselves hello kitty can't cannot make that up uh okay. they they ransom they tried to ransom the stolen data to cd project red and then after they went public uh they didn't like they just didn't care so they went on to uh they held an auction on quote unquote the dark web whatever 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 that i means. love whenever media like main media is like the dark web because it's like it just makes it seem so much more sinister than what it actually probably is where it's just like you know like a basic website like hey you want to buy this yeah honestly uh and it was reported reportedly sold for seven uh, million dollars, it had an opening bid of one million dollars, uh, and this was U.S. Okay. dollars. 
it is alleged that Hello Kitty also had copies of the source code for both retail and unreleased builds of 2015's The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, as, as well as code for The Witcher's spinoff game, Gwent. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. So did they just... The, the source codes that were sold, was it every single game listed in the attack, or was it just like... I, I I think it was a a bundle deal. I do not think okay. they, I don't think they piecemealed it. I don't think. I was just saying because you could probably, you could buy all those games on Steam for probably less than two hundred dollars. So I don't know why you'd spend seven million dollars on that. I think the whole thing is it's just the source code. Ah, uh, you know you're right. You're right. Like that. I mean, I, I don't know if they just really wanted to play <laughs> Witcher Three Wild Hunt, and they're like, <laughs> I got to spare seven million dollars to burn. That's that's really what like tickles me though is that it's seven million dollars i mean i guess if you're in participating in auctions on the dark web like you probably have like a crazy amount of money for for whatever reasons uh who, who am i to, to i mean they probably bought that that source code with dogecoin their money from dogecoin i i would hope it's as you know as good as that you know as as wholesome or whatever they probably dumped like a million of their dark web dollars into COVID or not COVID, Jesus, to, <laughs> to uh, um, Dogecoin. Dogecoin made a stupid amount of money upon return. And then they were like, you know what? Fuck around. Let's buy the source codes from CD Projekt Red's auction. And they did. Yeah, I just don't understand the why. I just have to imagine that someone thought, like, had the money and they thought it'd be cool. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But like, at this point, what what are they gonna do with it? Because they've spent the money on the source code now. Are they gonna like charge people to get it? Well, no. Cause... Like they they would keep it. Like they would buy it to have it. Because obviously, you can't sell it. Because even if you own the source code, you don't own the IP. No. Like you, it, the source code is just like a product made by them. So like, yeah. they're just it's just a collectible at this point. That's all it is. A collector's item. I mean, I, I don't think it's worth $7 million, but rock on. I mean, rock on to the people who got $7 million for that. Yeah. I mean, this is like how the art market works. You know, things are worth however much people are willing to pay for them. $7 million, though? I don't know. For I, 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 I can't I'm even like, display you, that. I'm with you. You can't. You have to I keep can't. it in secret because I you can't, can't put that on the wall. You can't, you can't really brandish that you have it either because, you know, the, what, you want to make yourself part of a criminal investigation? Say, like, hey, let's go over to Jerry's house tonight. Hey, Jerry, you want to show uh, Nick and Jordan that thing you just bought? Oh, the CD Projekt Red, all of CD Projekt Red source code. Yeah, come here. <laughs> um, it's right in this room. Just turn on that computer right there, and it's a bunch of letters and shit. You don't, you can't decipher it, obviously, because it's code. A lot of semicolons. Uh, a lot of semicolons, a lot of if-then statements. <laughs> um... It's kind of cool, I guess. Anyway, uh, I have a real gun over here if you want to come look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, but yeah, I, I don't get it at all. I, I really, really don't get the $7 million. That's so That's no. so much money. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested for us to keep following this because I, I want to know what they're going to do with it now that they have it. So. Yes. But, let, but let's, let's keep it moving. Next I was like, speaking of a gross amount of money. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't know. Um, so D brand, actually, I, instead of saying gross amount of money, 
I'm, I'm gonna redo that segue real quick. Uh, speaking of lawsuits and such, uh, D Brand <laughs> is daring Sony to sue them over their new black PS5 side plates. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember, we talked about this a while back. I know Jordan, you probably remember us talking about this. Yes. Um, there was a different company who launched, like, they were they were holding pre-orders for black PS5 side casings. And Sony's lawyers were like, mm, don't you dare. Uh, D-Brand has now released their own version of said cases. And at this point are just daring Sony to come sue them and, and take that their product off the market. Yeah. Um, so what you get, it's uh, on discount right now for the pre-order, but regularly they're 60 bucks. They're on discount for 50 bucks right now. And they're completely black uh, side panel cases. They have a textured finish, not the same textured finish that the regular white PS5 uh, cases do, like the, the, the logos. This is more of like their own special version of a texture. Um, and yeah, this is completely black. And then... What they also do is they pair it up. They have simple, like, little skins that you can throw on the front of the PS5. So, like, if you want to change that black strip, you can. So, there's a white one to make the PS5 look like an Oreo. There's a lime green one. And then there's a few of their other special edition releases that they're selling along with it as well. Uh, so, uh, would you... Did you look at the, the side plates? I have, yes. They look so cool. They look very nice. I just don't know if I'd spend 60 bucks on them. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm very much a, you know, I'm a, I'm a classicist. Like, I like things in their original state. So, you know, I'm not really jumping at the gun to swap out my plates because I'm just like, I, I just like the original, you know? I don't want, because that's like the collector in me. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, that's I just, fair. I just really, just like don't want to change it. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge anyone else for you know if they if they want to you know that's just not how I roll. But these look really freaking cool. Like the all black just looks so good. Yeah, the the all black does look very clean and very nice. Yeah. I mean, I would obviously I would keep the the white ones just in case. Just if I wanted to put the PS5. Oh, of course, back yes. The... Don't ever throw them out, regardless. No. Um, but like, just in case, like, I don't know if I, I see the white ones kind of getting muffed up in the future, in my future with it. Mm -hmm. So like having this as an option is very nice. But then again, I also want to see Sony's own offerings, because if they release this one for 60 and Sony comes out like a special edition one and it's like 40, I would be like, damn, I would have rather had that Spider-Man one instead of just all black. Yeah, and that's that's really what I'm waiting for to see how PlayStation does it. Because if there's some Ratchet and Clank ones, yeah, fancy, fancy. No, I'm getting them. If there's some God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn, I will buy them. I will end up having millions of faceplates only to brandish two at a time. Or what you could do is like if you could have like the Ratchet and Clank one and like the God of War one. And like one side could be Ratchet and Clank, other side could be God of War. That would be really cool, actually. Do a little duo, little duo action there. So, I mean, like I said, it looks very nice. You can go on D Brand's website right now and pick one up if you're uh, so inclined to do so. The current wave that you're able to pre-order for doesn't ship till May, though. So we got a couple of months until those ship out. But they look very nice. I will give them that. Yes, they are. So. They are very nice. So yeah, do you want to um, talk about our little bit of PS5 news here? Yes, continuing with the lawsuits. We are, we are just a law podcast today. I guess so. 
a U.S. law firm has been filed, a class action lawsuit has been filed against Sony for its uh, PS5 controllers dealing with uh, analog stick drift. And the lawsuit claims that Sony knew about it and did it anyway. Uh, the suit calls Sony's conduct fraudulent, deceptive, unlawful, and unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is they are seeking monetary release for damages suffered, uh, declaratory relief, and public injunctive relief. Basically, a whole bunch of money. They they, they just want money back to people. And uh, and uh, they they argue had plaintiff being just the people been aware of the drift defect prior to the purchasing the PS five, they otherwise would not have purchased the PS five or would have paid substantially less for it. And basically I think this whole lawsuit is going to end up being moot because they are trying to say that PlayStation knew about it. That's hard to prove. That's so hard to prove. I don't know what law, like this law firm uh, Chim Kliz, Schwartz, Kreiner, and Donaldson, Donaldson Smith, LLP, whatever lawyer is handling this case is being, being a little reckless taking people's money like this. I mean, yeah, but like, I, so have you had this issue with your PS5 controllers at all? Not, not, I've never, I've never noticed any controller drift. I don't know if I like, even with my joy cons and my, uh, switch pro controller, I've never mm-hmm. experienced any drift, so like I don't like. For all I know, it it is happening, and I just don't notice it. But I I have never noticed any PlayStation Five controller drift. So my my Dual Sense controllers don't drift. I do have one set of Joy Cons that the left one drifts a little bit. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is more so predatory than anything because not saying that this isn't happening, like. Chances are it's a new console being mass produced. Yes, there are going to be some consoles that are messed up. Yeah. However, I think the idea is now people's heads that like stick drift is a thing because of the like the issues that the Switch has had. So mm-hmm. now like there's probably you know law firms chomping at the bits to to jump on that and be the first ones to to strike a win for that. But honestly, I think like the easier way to solve it is just for Sony to replace the dual shock because I are the, their dual sense because I have two dual senses that I've swapped out and have used since the launch of the console back in November. Mm-hmm. I don't have any issues. I don't know anybody in our friend group with a PS5 that has a- active drift issues with their dual sense. Same here. And like for it to be a class action lawsuit, I feel like I would have to hear somebody at least in my circle, like not even like our immediate circle. Like I haven't heard about drift anywhere at all yeah this lawsuit was the first i heard of it so it's like i don't know but again too it's very hard to prove that sony knew that this was a defect like you'd have to find some leaked internal article where like sony said fuck it send it we don't want to fix it so like i don't i don't think anything's going to come of this personally i don't think either especially because it's not this massive widespread issue at least it's not seeming like that on social media and whatnot yeah so it's 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 gonna be a really tough one to prove so i mean we'll see what happens with that maybe we'll get a check for like three cents in the mail because that's how class action lawsuits work yeah and so listeners take note of this because you know obviously if you're experiencing some ps5 dual sense controller drift please let us know 
So that way we can, you know, just keep tabs on this. Because if it is happening and it's just going unnoticed, then that shouldn't be the case. We should try and, you know. Yeah, no, if this is a serious issue, I would I would implore people make a big deal about it. But if it's not a big issue, then. Yes, and that's why I'm, I'm just hoping our, our listeners, if you're, de- if you're dealing with these issues, just let them know. Hit us up on Twitter. Let them know. Yeah. Mention the Bento Box Discord. Yeah. Which is a thing that we have. Um, we want to talk about that last of us show now. Heck yes. That we know nothing about except for this uh, next portion that we're going to talk about. Yes. Take it, bring it away. All right. So last of us, uh, HBO series announced it's Joel and Ellie, uh, yesterday. No, I'm sorry. This article is from the 10th. Um, I first heard about it yesterday. So maybe I was a little slow in the uptake there. Uh, so Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian, he plays uh, uh, The Mandalorian. Um, he is going to be playing Joel. And Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones fame uh, is going to be playing Ellie. I have no idea who she is. I know who Pedro Pascal is Wait, have, only have you because wa- of The Mandalorian. You haven't watched Game of Thrones? No. Nah. Oh, Bella Ramsey's amazing in it. Yeah, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. So uh, her character, she's she, she's like a fan favorite. She plays uh, Leanna Mormont, uh, who is this Game of Thrones is this whole, you know, the Game of Thrones world. It's this old like fantasy world. Yeah. Dragons, kings and all that. She's this child queen and she is just like the most like badass little girl. OK, so she was kind of like an easy pick. Yeah, like, well, I don't know. I think really, like, the reason that she got it more than anything is, one, obviously, she's a great actress. She mm-hmm. she was absolutely killer in Game of Thrones. But also, like, she has HBO connections. Which Yeah, and it seems like both of them worked together on, on Game of Thrones. They did, yes. Uh, they never, I don't think they actually, no, they did not work together because uh, Pascal's character uh, was not, was only on Game of Thrones for 2014, and uh, Bella Ramsey joined Game of Thrones in 2016. Okay, but, so same same uh, school, different years. Yes, yeah, same school, different years, uh, but still dealing with like probably the same producers. So you know the connections are there. Like I, I think it's a little, you know, I, I think it'd be one thing if it was like just Pedro Pascal or just Bella Ramsey, but it's the mm-hmm. fact that it's both of them, and they were both like very like very favorite characters on game of thrones like they were about as as beloved on the b tier as you can really get okay for that show like obrid martel phenomenal character uh short-lived but phenomenal so uh, i'm very excited because pedro pascal is uh I've, i've never seen something that he was bad in I mean, that's good. That's always good. If you're an actor, that's very good. I, I assume that this series is going to be based off of the first game, right? Or is it going to, is it, are they doing like a, a adaptation of the games or is it going to be like a continuation between one and two? I don't know. I mean, Bella Ramsey, she was born in 2003. So that would make her 18. She, they listed her in the article as 17. 17. Okay. I just can't do math. But she does look a lot younger than seventeen. If you if you Google her, she kind of looks like she could she could pull off like fourteen. Um. So let's see. Or, here. or like even younger with like good makeup or whatever. So they they really have full reign to do mm-hmm. whatever they want. Let me see if I can find what she was most recently in and see if you know they had her playing a like not child. 
I'm just trying to figure out what. Okay, so everything we know about the Last of Us HBO series, because that's why I want to find out if it's going to be just a straight up adaptation or if they're going to bridge the two games. I don't think it's been commented on that yet. I mean, it's Neil Druckmann that's produ- like that's writing and creating the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of not seeing anything showing uh, Bella Ramsey. Like, she could, she could maybe pull off Last of Us 2, Ellie. Maybe. Okay. But I think it's much more likely Last, like... M- in between, if not like Last of Us One into in between, I think that could mm-hmm. be that might be what they do because I feel like they have to they have to build the relationship. Yeah, they can't just pop in and be like bang. So yeah, it probably is gonna follow the first game with yeah. like some other other nonsense. So we'll see. I mean, I don't have HBO Max. Maybe I'll have to bum it from somebody and I'll watch it. But hey, you can you can bum mine? All right, cool. We'll do that. Definitely, we'll do that. Sounds like. Uh, but uh, yeah. you should also watch some Game of Thrones to see the two of them in it. I'm like, I'm like the point one percent of the population that hasn't seen Game of Thrones, and at that point, I kind of wear it as like a badge of honor. Oh, come on! Because like I don't, I don't care to watch it. Dude, that's and fine, I guess. Yeah, I have nothing against the show, and I have a lot of respect but, but why, for. Then why is it a badge of honor? Because like. I haven't seen it. And like everybody else has seen it. I'm like, fuck yeah. I've survived. And they, you know the other thing is too, I am very much so I was of the mentality when the show was ending, I was like, you know what? When this show ends, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But and then, then I heard the ending was trash and I was like, mm, now I really don't want to watch it. Yeah, no, it, it it was really bad. So that's why I'm like, I don't because Game of Thrones is long. I don't want to dedicate all that time to a series that I know the payoff is not going to be worth the ride. You know, that that's fair. Uh, so that, that, that's especially fair. But I do want to to ask you, how do you feel about the casting of Pedro Pascal? Because I was seeing a lot of people actually kind of like upset, like that they had preferred more like A-list people. I mean, I don't hate it. I mean, he looks like he could play the part very good. It doesn't... The The funny thing is, is, like, you got to think about with these things. It doesn't always have to be the best of the best A-list stars. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hate that people have that mentality. Because, like, that's how you get, like, A-list stars in the situations where they don't belong. Yeah. Uh, case in point, like, you get, like, an animated movie. And instead of hiring, like, established voice actors who need work, um, you hire like you know some A-lister who doesn't know how to voice act, but they just know how to act, like regular act, and it doesn't transfer really well. So like I don't know, Pedro Pascal, in my mind, maybe he's not an A-list actor, but he's definitely up there in the upper echelon. It seems like he's been on a lot of successful shows. Uh, same thing um, with what's her name? What's her name? Bella what? Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. You know, it seems like she's been in a lot of successful shows as well. So I think to to write them off as not A-list is kind of insulting to both of them. Because, like, you can't just be like, oh, well, all they were in is Squints, The <laughs> Mandalorian, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fuck. 
those are two huge franchises. You know what I mean? Like, oh yes, but when I mean like, I I was seeing a ton of people be like calling for like Hugh Jackman and like jo no. Josh Brolin. Like Hugh Jackman would be okay for like Last of Us Two, Joel. Maybe, maybe, but like at the same time too, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be you use these established act like you don't have to use Hugh Jackman for for everything. You don't. I know. There's right? other actors out there. Give other actors and actresses work. Yeah. You know? So I mean you're always gonna have people who are a little upset about casting, you know. Remember a few years ago when they had Ben Affleck being cast as Batman, everybody's like, Oh my god. And then like the the show or movie comes out with said actor in, and they're like, Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So usually all that bitching is for nothing. Yeah, I I, I really am excited to see uh, uh, Pedro Pascal kill it. I, I just yeah, I'm, I'm sure gonna, he'll be I good. Just know that he's going to be good. I'm I'm so excited for it. Yeah, I, let's put it this way: neither of the the actor or the actress involved here, I have any sort of doubts that they're going to be not good. You know what I mean? Like. I, I don't think you're going to go into unless you have really bad direction. Yeah. The show should be like just fine. Oh yeah. The way it is. But so. I I'm I'm very interested to see as well who the the remaining cast uh spots are going to be. Uh, one oh yeah, for sure. One person who a lot of people wanted to see as uh Joel uh, is now being kind of pitched for as Tommy. He kind of looks more like Tommy than he did Joel anyway. Uh, also from Game of Thrones fame, uh, Nicolas Coaster-Waldo. I'm going to have to Google Coster that. Coaster-Waldo. I'll send it to you because there's no way you're going to be able to spell it. Uh, oh, you're right. He, <laughs> uh, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Absolutely phenomenal in Game of Thrones. Uh, I do not know him from anything else. I don't know if he's really done anything. Okay, no, he's he's stayed busy. He's done a couple of movies since. But he's been active since ninety. He's been active since the year I was born, so he's definitely done things. Oh no, no, I uh, meant like I was just saying since Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones still uh, ended pretty recently. I didn't know if he was, you know, taking a little break. But um, no, he he's had a very long career. Okay, yeah, so. But you can kind of uh, see that he he kind of looks like Tommy. Yeah, no, I can see the Tommy. I see that. Uh, and he's tremendous. He has that same HBO Game of Thrones connection. So I I think we really might see him for Tommy. But at, at a certain point, yeah. I, I think they might be like, yeah, can we can we really go like all HBO guys? I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Or, probably uh, cheaper of, and probably of, easier to do it in-house. You already know who everybody is. I mean, Game of Thrones if, people, sorry. I mean, like, if they're good actors, why not? And Game of Thrones had a, had a huge cast. It did. It did. So, like, there's a lot to pick from, a lot, a lot of talent. And a lot of easy talent right there, too, because, like, since that was such a popular show, there's so many people that you already know are loved and trusted by people. So you have a concept here that like last of us appeals to you and me right because we've played the games yeah but like so people who haven't played the games they have to reel them in mm -hmm. so having actors that people can identify with and see as you know good and like they know from other series i think it's smart to have those people because 
they were like, oh, I know him from Game of Thrones. I liked his character on Game of Thrones. And since like Game of Thrones was so long and there were so many actors, like chances are you're casting a wide net there in terms of who has seen who. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think it's smart. I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see how the rest of it gets rounded out. Like I wonder if they keep uh Sam and uh what was what was their names? The 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 two brothers that they meet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I assume so. If like I said, if it's going to be adapted from the first game, then I I feel like that's one of the moments that they definitely have to keep. Um so That's good. Yeah, I'm, I, that's going to I'll be here for I don't it. Know their names. Uh Sam mm-hmm. and Henry yeah oh my god sam was uh nadi jeter who is uh spider-man oh that's crazy that. that's awesome that's so crazy good for him um so yeah cool yeah so... i will be waiting for that to come out yes we will we will talk about it next time we hear something because lordy i'm i'm very excited for this show especially especially if it turns out to have like that edge of game of thrones because the the thing that made game of thrones so great was that you never knew what was coming oh i mean yeah that's that's always the best kind of shows the ones that are not predictable yeah like oprah oprah martell his character specifically is if it's just so good it's so good Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it, but like I kind of want to. <laughs> so I'm going to choose not to just because it's Game of Thrones, you know, someone will be yeah. mad. But yeah, somebody will be upset. <laughs> so we've got a little bit of time here. Do you want to do you want to solve the, the gaming world's biggest mis- mystery in about 10 minutes? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so let's just do it like this. So this is the, the last topic we're going to be talking about. So which 3D Mario is the best Mario? And I'll give a little bit of. Where, where this is coming from, like I did in the beginning of the episode. So 3D World came out this week, plus Bowser's Fury. Yes. And we had a we were talking in our personal Discord server, and I had made the the statement that I personally think 3D World is the best 3D Mario game. Mm-hmm. And then you said which one was the best 3D Mario game? You know, I personally I have to go with Super Mario Odyssey. But mm-hmm. I, I am really open to to all the other ones. I'm I'm very deeply familiar with the Super Mario franchise. I feel like that's it's a yeah. Fun, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago there was like trending on Twitter. Like if you had to give a thirty minute presentation on something with no preparation, what would you do and why? I feel Sonic like- the Hedgehog. Yes, for you, absolutely. A hundred percent. I'm doing Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> <laughs> and I could probably do either this or Ratchet. I feel like I could actually do a better presentation on Super Mario than uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh my goodness! Just because it's evolved, so like I feel like there's more uh, uh, substance there in, yeah. in the past, you know, thirty years. Um. So I guess what, what I just want to do is we can we can talk about why we think those are are, are the best ones in our in our humble onions. If you want to go first, so acts or I think we should talk about all the three all the three D Mario games. We can start with the ones that we like best, though. Yeah. Okay, that's fair too. We can do that. So um, I, I'll start with Super Mario Odyssey. I'll kind of keep it short and sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. gr- pretty good world design. It's not the best world design and you know level design out of all the Super Marios. You know, it, like New Donk City is great. 
the Dino Falls, I think it is, is also great. Music is probably the best, but that's just, I think, because it's the most recent. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's this concept where it's like we can't bat like 64 has to be the best because it was like for its time like no no that's not how that are you guys ready for a piping hot take when i talk about 64 (laughs) (laughs) but so i think it's a little unfair to give super mario odyssey a ton of credit for just having the best music when it's really just the most recent music and like nintendo finally started to decide using lyrics Mm mm-hmm so, like, can't really credit it that much when it's just, like, it's evolved as a whole. Like, Nintendo was evolved as a whole brand. Yeah. But the controls of it, that way that it actually moves as a platformer, I think is the, I think it is the best 3D platformer from a design perspective that I have ever played ever. So, I, you know, it just has to be my goat for that reason. But mm-hmm. I... To, if I had to divide it even further, because not all the 3D Mario's are the same. No, and that's my thing is that when I when I look at the 3D Mario games, I kind of boil it down to which is uh, powered by a gimmick and which is not. First yeah. off, yeah, and not to say that those games are bad, right? Like I think Odyssey is a very good game and one of the best games on the Switch. But I would make the argument that Odyssey isn't as good as say Galaxy. And if you didn't have Galaxy, I truly believe you wouldn't have Odyssey because I think a lot of the things that Nintendo did in Galaxy 1 and 2 really got pushed and perfected in Odyssey. Yeah. In terms of like level design and just kind of like the platforming that you do in that game. Yeah. Um, But like, I really truly believe, and here comes the, here comes the hot take. I really truly believe that the only bad 3D Mario there is, is 64. Mm-hmm. Um. And I will, I will, the way I will defend that is saying that 64 gets so talked about because it's revolutionary. And it's really, I don't know if I would agree with that, but the reason why 64 gets talked about so much is the same reason why FF7 gets talked about so much. It's the same reason why any of the 2D games jumping to 3D get talked about is because that was like the last huge jump in video game graphics i feel Mm -hmm. so you're going from a 2d mario game to a 3d mario game it's a completely new experience like yeah sure cool it's revolutionary for that but really that could have been any game there's nothing to me specifically about mario 64 that makes it the standout good game of the 3d marios and like there's actually a lot of detrimental things about it because of how early the game came out into 3d game tech like the camera's just atrocious yeah like that's just terrible. The level design is not the best. Um, now this is obviously me looking at a game that's decades old at this point. I didn't play it when it first came out, but like looking at the game series as an abstract like piece, like I could think of two D Mario games that I like much more than this game. Yeah, um, I I think we I I think we need to learn the difference between respecting what it was for its time yes. and just being a little delusional about how it's aged. I can respect Mario 64 for what it did. I can respect FF7 for what they for what that game did in terms of graphical jumps. Those games are not good because of that. Those games are yes. actually pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my thing. Um, but in terms of 3D Mario's, I think 3D World is the best because it's the most like centered, pure Mario experience that I feel like you can get. Mm-hmm. set aside from say like 
New Super Mario Brothers. Um, I feel like it's one of the most accessible next to New Super Mario Brothers. And I feel like you get more of what makes a Mario game a Mario game out of 3D World. Um, because there's like there's no gimmicks. There's different power-ups, sure, yes, but like there's no like central gimmick like I can beat 3D World without using the cat suit once. I can't beat Odyssey without the use of Cappy. I can't beat yeah. Sunshine without using Flood. Yeah. So like and again, not saying those are bad things, right? Because like those are all great games. I just like how pure and vanilla experience 3d world gives you in comparison to those other games yes and i think i to boil it down even a little bit more is that basically all of the 3d marios so that's super mario 64 the two galaxies and odyssey and sunshine those all are based on not not just gimmicks they all have like the gimmicks in some way or, or another but really what they're all about is exploration and just yeah. kind of really just just experimenting with the game, experimenting with the world, seeing what you can and can't do, this, that, and the other thing, really like pushing it to its limits. Whereas mm -hmm. 3D World kind of does the exact opposite. You don't even have full control of the camera. Mm -hmm. So I And I think that's very interesting, whereas Super Mario Odyssey especially mm -hmm. is all about like praising and... Uh, celebrating exploration and doing weird things. Mm -hmm. Whereas three, I have never played a game that punishes you more for trying to speed run it than 3d world, 3d world. I, it, it, it runs like it, it, it's not the best like platformer in terms of feeling. And I feel like that's like a little bit intentional. Like your characters kind of move a little bit like a wet sponge when they're in the air. But, mm -hmm. but it works because it's not meant to be perfect because they don't want you exploring all over the place. They want you in this very limited, like, little world. It's, like, it's it's hundreds of individual levels instead of hub worlds like mm -hmm. it is in the other ones. So I think that especially is – it's very unique, and I don't think people give it enough credit because of that, though I understand that's not everyone's cup of tea. But I mm -hmm. think people need to respect just how different, how intentionally different it is and how it exceeds at that. If you don't like mm -hmm. how it's restrictive, then that's fine. But I think it's, I think it does it very, very well. And it's just great content. Like that's bottom line. It's just great level design top to bottom. Yeah. Um. So like with 3D World, I think what you were saying about how like, it punishes you for trying to speed run the game. I don't, I wouldn't call it punishing to me. I feel like the, the learning curve and the skill curve for trying to speed run a game like 3d world is just much higher yes. than it is in a game like Odyssey. Oh no. Uh, yes, I think it's, of course there, there's more, there, you gotta be more creative in 3d world. Whereas you gotta be in, in Odyssey. But like I said, I just, I think I, I Pound for pound, I think I get the most fun and enjoyment out of playing a game like 3D World and even 3D Land to an extent too because the games aren't necessarily like as brainless as other 3D Mario games and like there's a legitimate like challenge to them. Like I think I barely died in like Odyssey whereas in like 3D World and Land, it's like I fuck up a lot and it's not because of like bad controls. Like it's legitimately me being like, damn. I fucked up. So, um, but I, I absolutely love that game. I adore that game. 
So I've been having a lot of fun playing it on the Switch now, too. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm already I if you've seen my Twitter, I'm already up to the second bonus world. And I'm going back collecting stars, working on making my way to Champion Road, Champions Road. See, I'm doing it a different way. I'm not moving on until I get every star but in he, every but level. But here's the thing. Uh, you have to play every level as every character and you don't unlock Rosalina until you beat the game. Yes. So that that is my strategy. What you could do is then you just have to replay it all with Rosalina one time. That's actually a very valid strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it won't let you know that you played everyone. So like you'd have to replay every level four times, and then just knowing that you did it, uh, it won't tell you. You won't get the. I believe it is the golden star because it you get the green star on the flagpole <laughs> if you got all the stars. You get the gold post or the gold banner or pennant. Pennant get the gold pennant if you jumped on the top of the goalpost. Yeah. But the star turns gold when you've played a level with every single character. Okay. I gotcha. Yes. But the thing is now, like when you when I go through it the first time with all three and getting all three of the stars, like when I go and play again as like Toad, I don't have to collect all those things again. Yeah. Yeah. So I can just kind of I can buzz through that level no problem. Yeah, no, that's so. fair. Differences of approach. Beautiful yeah. thing about video games. We don't have to play it the same way. Exactly. I think we got a lot. I think we, we, we solved some problems here today. Heck yeah. I think we did some, some good here today. What do you think? Man, I think so. I, I, I really enjoyed this little, little conversation about Mario. And I, I'm, ex I'm excited to hear what our, what our listeners think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, are you ready to wrap it up for this week? Yes, I am. Awesome. So this has been... The Bento Box Gaming Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Google Play, or not Google Play anymore. Damn, uh, whatever Google's music is, YouTube Music or Podcast, Google Pod. Their their whole ecosystem is Google. Stop it, man. Um, we, we we had a whole episode about this. Google did, can't do nothing did. right. Uh, you can find us on various social medias: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I would like to reiterate we we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, we do have a new Smash tournament coming up. Uh, that is going to be on Monday, the 22nd. Uh, it's going to be a normal Smash tournament for us, normal rules, normal kind of stuff like that. The Smash GG link is posted in our Discord uh, and our Twitter as well. So go sign up for that. I think as of right now, how many people do we got signed up? Let me see real quick. We've got... Oh, okay. Yeah, go sign up. There's only one person signed up so far. Uh, the first prize is $10 for eShop, and it's free entry, so you can't beat free. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at the mechanic at T-H-E-M-E-C-H-A-N-I-C-K. Uh, I will be streaming on Twitch this week as well. Uh, you can find me there, twitch.tv slash bb underscore pepperoni chan. I'll be playing a lot of Apex this week, as I always do. Jordan, talk to the people. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch at Jordan Malik, J-O-R-D-O-N-M-A-L-I-C-K. Uh, most, mostly active on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can see my uh, Instagrams, mostly where I do my life updates, but I'll occasionally, you know, uh, post on my Instagram stories, uh, various ramblings. And then Twitter, see a bunch of ramblings, uh, especially about the Philadelphia Eagles and various sports tweets. Uh, very passionate about sports. That's probably my second. It's one of my top passions is uh, and with video games and media as a whole, pop culture as a whole. 
So, you know, uh, follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Uh, shout out to our man, Danger Wolf, for the intro and outro music to this podcast. Check him out on SoundCloud and YouTube. He's got some awesome beats on there available for you to put into your ear holes. So give that a listen. And of course, if you like this episode, let us know. Give us some feedback. Uh, you can email us at bentoboxgaming at gmail.com. Share us with your friends. And until next week, join us where we rank every single Bubsy 3D game in order. Have a good week, everybody.